0: takes from obvious bozos no, episode number 11 i was wrong in my initial thing i thought it was episode 10 but it is episode 11 Andrew, joining me as always the creative director uh the strickland uh what's the other why am i planky on the network s and why i to say, yeah. say msg and yes but all that sort of stuff zach's here zach how's it going doing great
1: been an extra week of our of our hiatus and uh looking forward to get back into our takes
0: yes we uh we decided to take an all-star break because i full disclosure i don't watch any of the all-star events i couldn't care less about them the only thing i actually do care about is the celebrity game because it makes me laugh and i'll watch like the 10 minute highlight video but you know, really like that thing and like that is my all-star experience and i'll be like oh this guy's actually kind of good at basketball and then that's all i do like, I don't like I don't care. So we just took break. I don't have takes. It's not worth it. I don't care about how you're going to fix it. Zach already wrote a whole thing. Yeah, that's um, why. If, if you want to see what I thought about the All-Star
1: <laughs> game, there's a whole piece. Vivek and I tore it apart. You it's, know. Yeah,
0: it, it, it's a whole thing. And Zach got his takes out there and it's just like, I don't care. But before we get into our show, we have a, um, a number of newbies. We actually have a new sponsor. So guys, get, get ready for that right now. But our first is from Bet Online. So, Bet Online continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, uh, including pro and college troops throughout the year, with up to the minute odds, stats, and trends. You can follow your favorite teams' path to the playoffs with, uh, with in game live betting and contests and of all your best player props. Uh, experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or mobile device. Head to Bet Online today to become part of the team. And remember to use the promo code Believe for your 50% welcome bonus deposit. Bet online, the game starts here. And that Believe is B-L-E-A-V. And then, guys, we have a great new sponsor. We really do. Because um, we just love gambling so much. Like, I love my betting friends and betting them on anything. Because everyone knows I'm such a big gambler. Like, I gamble all the time. Uh, whether it's sports, you know, in terms of like, well, the Knicks win, who's faster than one another. Like Zach and I are constantly betting who's faster between one of us, and we just race each other as much as possible. And uh, that's what Cut allows me to do. The Cut app is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's legal in 40 plus states. I'll oh, bet you definitely know it's not legal in Utah. <laughs> so uh it has customizable odds, tracking capabilities, entire social network with group chats, user profiles, and rewards for all payments. No need for Venmo. Like, man, no one gets it. Like, Venmo sucks. So You just do it through the cut. And usually, like, what are we betting on? Like, I know this week, I'm betting on specifically whether or not Brunson is going to score 30 points in his next game. What's your what's your bet that you're putting on in the uh, the cutout? Because we use it all the time.
1: I'm just going with will the Knicks win on Thursday? That's all. That's all I care about. I just want to get another win. I think Brunson will play, so I think the odds look, should be pretty
0: good. Yeah. So in order to so if you use the promo code believe which is capital B L E A V K, the Knicks all lowercase N I C K S for a 10 percent welcome deposit bonus. Don't forget that promo code. Cut, put your money where your mouth is. Oh, okay. And then the Strickland promos, like, guys, we got Instagram at the Got to check it out. That's where you got to, that's where all the good stuff is. You got to go to our YouTube page as well. If you go to Patreon, go to patreon.com backslash the Strickland. You can subscribe. We got a $6 tier. That's where you can hear this entire episode. For, well, technically not free, but you get to hear this entire episode instead of the little preview that we provide you guys out of the goodness of our heart. You will get the Friday episode of Pod Strickland. That's what Schwinn and Prez. If you do the $9 tier, I believe, you will get the our new show, the NFL, Strictly NFL, with uh, Jeff and Khan. So definitely check that out. We got tons of other tiers where you get discounted merchandise. You get to go to our, um, our events where we're just going to like – Hang out, watch games, all that good stuff. So, definitely, whether it's you go to the strict.land on our website, to go to Patreon, patreon.com, that's Strickland. Go to the strict.land anywhere on social media, you will find us. So, Zach, are you ready? Because we're going to start things off with a great I'm- take that's probably going to consume most of the free hour. And of course, we're going to talk about. You know, it's it's very like sports radio of us to even get into this, right? (laughs) This this idea of the uh, of discussion, and it's it's two takes kind of come into one. So this is from Good Vibes Toots, aka me. Uh, Zachary Blattery's Embiid takes are all awful, and then Jack's 365s renowned OG hater follows that up by saying trading for Embiid will allow him to affect the Knicks in his loser ways. So obviously. Let's give a little context. Uh, I'm going to let, obviously, Zach speak for himself, but I'm going to summarize what I'm assuming he's getting at. He loves Joel Embiid for some reason. He is absolutely in love with this guy. He thinks he is the probably the best basketball player in the world right now, and he really wants him on the Knicks. And I think that's all terrible, but I, that's my interpretation of Zach. I will obviously let him speak for himself if he wants to. Or if you just listen to me, because I obviously would never lie to you, ever.
1: Well, I do want to speak for myself. You did lie, and <laughs> you you were actually you were close with certain parts of it, but you were that's that's
0: more, that's, that's, that's how you do a good lie, right? You sprinkle a little truth in there. You,
1: you were definitely less truthful than you were truthful, though. So I'll give you that. I'll give you that much credit. Let me let me rewrite this, and I will say that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I've always been a Joel Embiid skeptic. I've always been a mm-hmm. he's. A, I've always been a he's a loser guy. I've always mm-hmm. danced on his grave in the playoffs. I've always laughed at them when they lose early in round one or round two, whatever it is, you know. And I've always been like, yes, I would prefer somebody else. I would prefer Devin Booker. I would prefer you name it, star Giannis, whoever, whoever you wanted the Knicks to trade for, but. I've just been thinking, and I think when we made this OG trade, and we made this Bojan trade, and when they the way that they've organized their roster, the way they've organized their cap sheet, the way that they have this Bojan money on the books and the most important thing really is when they made that Bojan trade Woj in his tweet, and you know Woj, he's he's plugged in, he's not he might not tell us everything, but he he knows what's going on, you know, he, he's got his relationship <laughs> doesn't want to burn, he doesn't want to piss anybody off, but what stood out to me is that he said I got I should have brought it up before we hit record. But he, in his tweet, he said something along the lines of the Knicks are going star hunting this summer. He was like this is what they're doing. They are priming their books, they're priming their roster. They are getting ready mm-hmm. to make that the big swing this summer, not 2025, not 2026. He said this summer. And the fact that they moved out these young kids earlier than many would have anticipated, like Grimes is out of here, RJ Quickly is are out of here. I think they have to make that swing this summer. Like I don't think we're going into next season with the same core 8, core 7 guys. I just I just don't think that that is going to happen. Like this team is great. This team might might find a way to win a championship as is. Like you never know. Like they're really close. A couple things bounce their way, a couple injuries bounce their way, a couple things get healthy on our end and who knows, they could be a final team, but I I just think that there's nobody else available this summer and look there hasn't been a big thing saying Embiid is going to be available. There, there, it hasn't come out yet, obviously. But I just think the way that this injury has shaken out, the way that, you know, his agent is with CAA, and the way that his whole thing has been dressed up as not a meniscus tear, but a meniscus procedure. You know, they're just trying to keep, it, mm. keep, the, keep the spirits high with him. You know, he's actually going to be okay. I just really, really wouldn't be surprised. Sorry, if, if Embiid either doesn't come back, or comes back and is visibly like checked out of this whole Philly thing. And I think Philly is ready to just move on from this. They've tried this with Ben. They've tried this with Harden. They've tried it with Maxi for a little bit. They've tried it with all these guys. And he's going to be 30. He's going to be 31 or he's going to be 32. Or is he going to be 30? I know he's like up there. He's in the early
0: 30s. Doesn't matter. I don't want him. So
1: I just think that if you put this guy next to OG, Who's the best defensive player Embiid will have ever played with, and probably the best wing defender in the league right now? Like, I don't think that's a hot take. I think I think he's that good. We saw how good he could be. You put him next to Brunson, who would be his best offensive teammate ever, and one of the best offensive players in the league. Maybe not the best, but one of the if probably mm-hmm. one of the greatest offensive guards in the league. I think it's a bet worth making. Speaking of betting, I mean, maybe maybe they have it on cut, but that's I think cut.
0: You can make this yeah. bet on cut.
1: I think with your the promo bet,
0: code,
1: yes, I think the bet <laughs> of OG Brunson and Embiid and you might even look, I don't know about the framework. You can listen to Jeremy Cohen for this later in the summer when he breaks this down. But I don't know if it's going to be Randall going out in the deal or Boyan, but it would be one of those two, along with Mitch, along with picks, probably along with whoever we draft in June this year. And that's your deal. I'm like, I think not a thing. I have a heavy suspicion that that's going to happen. And I've kind of of already started to prepare myself for it. And I've already started to delete my MB tweets. I've already started to talk myself into into this whole idea and be like, you know what? Maybe the reigning MVP with a great offensive player like Brunson and a tremendous defensive player like OG and guys like Hardenstein and other bench pieces that we've brought in. I've talked myself into this being a championship, not only contender, but a championship favorite if they're
0: healthy next year. Okay, um, there's there's a lot that I just fundamentally just don't agree with. And I don't also, I don't, think, I'm, I'm being very almost like pedantic and like with semantics with you when I hear this sort of stuff. Because the argument you're ultimately making, at least coming off to me, is Embiid isn't a mover of playoff success or even team success. Because the framework of what you're effectively are saying is he is playing with the best players he would ever play with In New York. So to me, that comes off as New York is already very good. Why do they need Joel Embiid, someone who has fundamentally failed in the playoffs? He hasn't played. You could sit here and be like, Brunson's the best player he's ever played with. That's fine. If you want to go there, I love the take because I love Jalen Brunson. And I love the shit on James Harden, but let's not shit. Let's not like... Forget that James Harden is an MVP winner. He is someone who made it to the finals as a young, you know, young, he's made it to the Western conference finals. He's a, he's a playoff choker in his own right, but he is his resume compared to Joel Embiid, especially for playoff success, significantly better. As terrible as Ben Simmons has become, let's not forget when Ben Simmons was actually trying and healthy, he was an elite defensive player as well. So it's not like Joel Embiid has never had help. He's nev- it's not like he's never had talent on his team. He has been, if anything, a deterrent of the Sixers' success, along with Ben Simmons. Like, there's, there's a lot of things that have gone along with it. And I just don't see a need to bring in someone with that type of energy, that mindset, someone who is even more injury-prone than OG. Someone who has never taken his um, just being in shape serious throughout his career. As someone who has constantly been dealing with injuries, he just has never cared about that. And he has as, as much playoff success as Julius Randle, right? Like there's just so much that goes into it that I just don't see a point and even going for it. And even with the Woj thing, when has Woj been right about the Knicks so early on? With stuff like this is for for anything this is just a media company like an espn just looking to be like the knicks are star hunting the knicks don't need to star hunt they have their star their star is jalen Brunson. he is the driver of success he is the franchise guy he is the player right like he is he's hell even you have the tnt guys being well tnt mainly chuck being like mvp discussions I, i mean i don't i don't i don't think so necessarily, but I I'm going to love a Jalen Brunson MVP take if I get one as a Knicks fan. So like, yeah, I just I don't see it. I don't like it. I think it's I that's why I'm with Jackson this one. I think it's all bad vibes. I think it completely goes against everything that the Knicks have done to this point. Where it's just like we're just gonna cash in on someone who the a team like on a on a player who the the, the Knicks are better than this. Like it's just I don't like it. I don't think it's worth it. I don't like it at all. And i rather them check it out. Like, if Julius Randle, right, this is obviously contingent on Julius Randle playoff, right? How he does in the playoffs. So, like, if pre-injury Randle continues, like, he shows back up, he ramps things up, and he continues that bully ball, I'm just getting to the rim in the playoffs – the Knicks can absolutely make the Eastern Conference Finals, and then anything goes at that point. And it'll be an interesting matchup with the um, with the Celtics, who we're just assuming are are more than likely just going to breeze through and get to the Eastern Conference Finals, and more than likely the uh, the finals. And the Knicks match up with them well because they don't really have anyone that can like actually shut down Jalen Brunson. So like, it's a good matchup for the series. So like, I just I just don't see a point when this team is already that successful. And then also you mentioned the cap stuff. How are the Knicks going to bring in Embiid and then also re-sign Hartenstein for a large salary? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of things there going as well. I don't know. I I don't like it. I don't like the vibes of it. No, just big nose, Big nose with Embiid.
1: I'm obviously not a salary cap guy, but I do think that there is an avenue. that's like it's possible to trade for Embiid and also re Stein Hardenstein. I I believe that is on the table. Like I, again, I don't know these all advanced numbers and cap stuff, but I'm yeah, pretty no, sure that they can go a, over the they can they can do the Embiid trade and then go over the cap to sign Hardenstein. Yeah, they'll go into the tax, but it's about fucking time to go into the tax. Like they,
0: Kendrick, yes, that's, that's yeah. fair. Yeah,
1: it's about time. Like I think this is the year they're going into the tax, regardless of if, if it's Embiid or if it's anybody. So that's fine with me um my the question i want to throw back to you let's say Mm -hmm. the Knicks, you know playoffs happen we don't make it to the finals i don't care if they lose round two in the conference finals or maybe they have a valiant effort Mm -hmm. in round one against a good opponent but let's say they don't win the championship probably gonna happen you know we we don't know how whatever this summer are you okay just running it back you know just bringing in the same group next year and just being like you know what let's just try this again with brunson randall og and see how it goes is that what you're are you cool
0: with that? For For the most part, I would say yes. There are a couple things that I would potentially consider going, like, you know, for improvements for the team. So we're going to have to see also have the, the Mitch situation. So yeah. there is going to be a Mitch situ- situation no matter how yeah. much. I Like, I've, I've been advocating a lot, especially in our Discord, the idea of 48 minutes of elite center play. And that's what the Knicks get with both Hartenstein and Mitch together when healthy, because they are two legitimate starting centers. Yeah. With like this isn't, I don't think that's debatable at this point. It's not anymore, especially given how great Hartenstein has been. I think that's a huge advantage that the Knicks have over pretty much every other team in the league is that rebounding size advantage. Now, of course, the problem is going to be: is Mitch going to want to come off the bench? Is that, is that actually going to be a thing? Is Hart and Sign going to be fine coming off the bench if Mitch is starting? So there's a whole dynamic that's going to need to be handled. But if that's the case, let's just say, like, hey, Precious, you know, Precious Chu is off the bench in real. They have the size. They'll have uh, Boyan for a little bit. So they have, like, some size that Randall will be back. If you move Mitch for some sort of ball handler, whether it's off the bench or he is part of, like, a lesser – star trade in a sense to bring in that third ball handler that can help you know run the bench or something along those lines and kind of bounce things out and also potentially play with brunson and randall and og and them so you don't have to like dante's been very good too but like you know just whatever it could be that would be a very good move as well i think and that would potentially put them over the map because even right now with the injuries, and we've talked about this a lot, even as well, if they were just the Knicks were just able to swap just RJ with OG, and we kept quickly, we're talking about like we wouldn't we wouldn't even be talking about star trades, right? We would be talking about oh this guy fits quickly's a great X factor, and he like we're ta- we're talking like oh this team just needs some time then compared to anything else so. I, I, for the offseason, I think you could probably look to see what you can get for uh, for Mitch, if that's some sort of upgrade that you want to do. I just wouldn't do that in, like, an MB trade. Of course, I I have a pipe dream of uh, Cade Cunningham, which I what? would love. What? Listen, man, Cade, if you put Cade on this Knicks team, this team is winning a title. So... Embiid
1: is just not a playoff winner. You know we can't. We, if we the, the we doesn't have the winning pedigree. But let's just Correct. bring in Cade, Cade, who is a known winner, a proven yes. winner. Okay. Yes. Okay.
0: Okay. So the I okay. First of all, <laughs> Cade is the only one on Detroit trying. Yes. He is out there playing hard. Every oh, he's, he's single really this like, is this is not, this is is not
1: a is, bad thing. Like I, I he like
0: is cool. legit, and you pair him with Brunson and Randall. It, it, it makes both of their lives significantly easier because they have someone who can also handle the ball, can pass, you can play them off each other. Like, I think it would be, that's the guy. Like, if we want to talk about, like, guys who, to, like, go after, I think he's the person. It's, it's a pipe dream. It's not yeah. happening. I know that. Just don't get me wrong, but, like, that's who they should be going after is someone like him, kind of like that larger guard who you can start but then also play them, play him with either Randall or Brunson with the bench and do some things. I I think that type of versatility for the lineup would be be so much better than having Embiid because Embiid's going to want the ball more than Brunson. And I don't want to feed. Will will he? Yes.
1: I'm not, I'm not sure I'm ready to subscribe to that. I I don't think that he's going to come in here and like command number one usage as somebody I think who's he would. older than Brunson, who's coming in as Brunson's already the incumbent guy here. I think, I think he would. I don't think he would. I really. That's that's. I think that's where we differ. I think he, it'd be to be totally cool passing it off to Brunson on the final play of the game, letting Brunson do his things, and just setting screens, being the rim protector, finishing plays, and you know mixing in a couple of post
0: touches here and there.
1: That's that's
0: it. Look, if if the trade, let, I know this wouldn't be the trade, obviously, right? So let's just say it's like Mitch. Bojan, whatever the extra salary—I don't know the salary. So I
1: I think I think it would be whoever we draft in round one. Like if we draft a guy at twenty, yeah, like we sign him and then a month later trade him.
0: Yeah. So like whatever the salaries need to be. So then your your core is ultimately Brunson, DiVincenzo, OG, Randall, Embiid. Embiid. Dude, that's such a squad. Come on. I look. I'm not saying it wouldn't be a squad. What I'm saying is like if the Knicks were going to go into the Embiid. Race, you don't shell out. It, this is similar to Donovan Mitchell, but obviously we're talking about a much higher caliber player yep. than Mitchell. You don't trade everything for like a player who hasn't proven anything. Like, Embiid hasn't proven anything other than regular season MVP. You know what I'm saying? Like, he hasn't proven anything. Like, hell, even like Donovan Mitchell didn't prove anything in the playoffs either. Like, he got cooked by Brunson twice. So, like, yeah. There's certain guys I just, I'm not in on for just going all in unless you take the risk on a younger guy, which I would be fine with if you just like, you take that gamble and you go, hey, Cade's the upcoming guy. Or I don't know who else would be. I can't think of an upcoming guy. Like, I know like Jay isn't going to be available or Luka's not going to be available. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's certain guys like that who aren't going to be. But like, if you just get someone, you're just like, yeah, no, he's, he's going to, he's going to jump out. Like I, I would do something like that. I'm, I'm just looking through guys right now who would be like a good future bet. I mean, Emmanuel Quickly would also be a good future bet, but he, well, I don't think we could bring him back. Hey, he, no, never, you never know. I wouldn't rule it out. You never know. But like, I, I'm not there. But if he, if it's, if it's like Mitch Boyan extra salary, I don't know who that maybe it's Hart. Right, like I don't know who the extra people would be. Then I would be like, okay, fine. It's not a huge investment. It's a great upside swing. MB clearly has talent, but we would also then be being like, is he going to be in shape? Is he going to be healthy? Is he going to take things seriously? Is he gonna not gonna? Is he gonna show up for a game seven? Right? Like it's. It would be all these conversations I don't necessarily want to have. Like I don't want to have all those MB conversations. We already had the injury stuff with OG, right? And people are already like, oh my god, is he actually coming back? I thought it wasn't three weeks. I thought it was supposed to be a week or like, I thought we just had to, ooh, whatever the discussion is, it would be that with Embiid, but worse. Cause it'd be like, oh, his knee is sore. His toe hurts. He has, he has, you know, like an abdominal strain and he can't play for 20 weeks because of it. Like it's stuff like that with Embiid. And I, and I don't like that. Like All Randall right. dislocated his shoulder and he's like, I he's like going to come back soon. Like Embiid's not built like Randall. He's not tough. He's soft.
1: Can I give you one last note? We spent 20 minutes on this already, so I'm doing That's fine. one fine. We're going we're, gonna, we're, gonna,
0: NBA we're NBA going over to the paid version for the day. Well, so, okay,
1: one last Embiid note there's a player in this league who had a very similar rep to Embiid prior to the season and had okay. played for
0: some okay, played,
1: played for some bad teams. He was a big man, strung, struggled with some severe injuries, missed a lot of time, didn't win an MVP, didn't, I don't think he made it all NBA team, but he was damn good when he was healthy, and that player. Was traded mm-hmm. to a traded to a contender. The contender took a massive risk on this trade, and right now they look okay. Obviously, the playoffs haven't started yet. The finals aren't here yet. We don't know how this all ends, but the early returns are good. You know who I'm thinking of?
0: Who are you thinking of?
1: Kristaps Porzingis.
0: Yeah, I knew you were going there. No, so um...
1: I I'm not comparing MB to Porzingis. Well, I kind of am, but I just think that in this league, if you want to make that leap from semi-contender to title favorite you have to take a risk. There's not going to be a guy who's out there who's just a no-brainer, elevating piece for your team. It just doesn't happen. I, it doesn't, it's never
0: that easy. I, I get it. I get yeah. it. I, and, I I get the logic. I just, I don't like him being... I, it, I might look really like a
1: fool. Yeah, I get it. I might look like a fool if Porzingis gets hurt in round two and then they're done and they look fucking terrible and they lose to like Miami in six in the, in the conference finals or something.
0: Which That's it's fine. still possible. It like, it's
1: ver- very much possible. Very much on the table. But you can't fault the Celtics for making that move because it made sense on paper. It still makes sense on paper. They look great in the regular season. They're going to look good if he's healthy in the series. We know it's going to happen. And he just gives them so much more versatility than what they had before with Rob Will and, you know, Horford and whoever was going on over there. And I think it's very, very similar to what's going on with the Knicks where we have great centers. The Celtics also had great centers last year. You have great players around them. And they made this move to give them a trump card on each series with Porzingis. And I just think that the Knicks can make that move. And I would talk, I've already talked myself into it. And it's a, it's a ceiling elevator and maybe it's a floor lower also, but that's, that's it. That's it. I'll end it there.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, I I get it. He is, this is like, again, I don't think this is Donovan Mitchell because Embiid is significantly better than Donovan Mitchell, but it's, to me, it's one of those situations where it's just like, I don't want that. Risk, however, right? If we're like, okay, well, if Embiid is healthy, then we're like, of course, with them, we're like it's title favorable, right? Like, I get it. It it it's definitely there. I just I I can't I can't get there yet. Again, I I really
1: like I understand the concerns that you have that everybody in the Discord has, but I am just I'm on board to take a risk. We're going to have to take a risk eventually if it's not Embiid or something, and this is a risk I'm willing to take. So yeah,
0: if you're if you're going to risk things. To make sure it's like an MVP caliber player or someone who fits perfect, like Porzingis was an MVP caliber, but he fit that team perfectly. Yeah. Perfectly. And it's exactly what the Celtics need. And you, you see that right now. He's the exact center that they needed just someone who can do defend, shoot, score, po- like literally everything the Celtics needed. Porzingis solved. And B doesn't necessarily, like, solve a Knicks issue, per se, but he also is just Joel Embiid. Yeah. And he so. would just be—one thing, well, I'm going to end on this, and it'll be a question. Do you think Embiid gets all the calls as a Knicks, though? As a Knicks player, though? We got plenty
1: of referee discussion to come. <laughs> so we can we can answer it in the patreon portion
0: yeah so guys you're you're gonna miss out on this if you're listening for free because you're not gonna get those uh those takes you only got the the two early takes that's unfortunate but again go to patreon.com backslash the Strickland subscribe listen to the full thing because here's ultimately what you're missing out on and this is from uh, Google's AI Gemini I guess nerds if I'm wrong for identifying it but this is, what we are talking about. We are talking about a collection of thoughts, and this is, this is, I didn't write this, just so you know, this is AI, this is all the computer. We're discussing a collection of thoughts and opinions on various topics, including the NBA, basketball, food, and pop culture. People discuss whether or not Zach's and B-takes are good, as you saw, as you just heard, I don't think they're good whether the NBA should make changes to the game and whether or not New York City Mayor Eric Adams lifted the COVID restrictions in order to appease Kyrie Irving. Guys, you're missing out on this. There also was about breakfast food, the merits of 80 music and whether or not pickleball should be played on the basketball court. Guys, that's what you're missing out on. So make sure you subscribe and hear the whole thing. That's it. We'll see you on the other side.
1: Okay, wait, cut this out. I'm going to refill my coffee, and then we can come right back, okay? Our house is a mess.